The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. Use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off the entire year of BetQL. That's BetQL promo code MARCH30. We're also brought to you by OddsCrowd. OddsCrowd has a ton of free fantasy betting contests, including a $2,000 season-long MLB contest and a $500 weekly contest. Download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. Follow the PicksWise Capper Contest at PicksWise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament from the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadeau, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner-takes-all $10,000 prize over at PicksWise.com. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up at BetterEdge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, Edge.com, promo code SGP. What's up, basketball fans and DJs? It's Dan Titus, a.k.a. T-Money, with the NBA Gambling Podcast, hosted by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And I'm joined by Manaf Money Machine Minaji. What's good, bro? How's it going down to H-Town? It's going well, man. Hey, we snapped our 20-game uh, losing streak, so we're kind of celebrating down here. <laughs> I was going to ask, man. This must be a good feeling that you're uh, no longer in that 20-game losing streak club. Yeah, I was mentioning to my buddies, hey, we got the uh, the losing streak out of the way, so it's time to start a new one so we could get a better draft pick uh, coming up <laughs> NBA draft but uh yeah, well, now we got it out of the way yeah I'm definitely expecting the Rockets to be sellers at the trade deadline here so I mean I think you're going to get your wish assuming that they can offload Victor Oladipo um they've obviously already got rid of PJ Tucker but um yeah. I think he's like the main guy that they really got to get out of there yeah then we'll talk about that yeah hopefully uh uh, tomorrow's podcast looking forward to that but uh i have my phone close to me here so if there's any breaking news you know maybe we can dive into it a little bit yeah man i'm waiting for i think everybody the world is just waiting for this woge bomb to drop man yeah, it's, it's just been a very lackluster trade deadline thus far but hopefully something gets popping later today yeah it's like the calm before um, the storm but uh we'll see yeah right <laughs> <laughs> for sure so for today's show, we'll preview Thursday's five-game slate, provide some picks for those, and then we'll get into a little bit of trade discussions. Uh, we actually have some really cool bets that we can lay down for possible trade destinations for certain players, so we're excited to go over that. And then we'll just discuss anything else that's going on in the NBA right now. So we're recording this on Wednesday night. Obviously, there's been no real big news on the on the trade front, so we're still waiting like everybody else, but uh, if anything late, uh, breaks as we're talking we'll certainly get into it so we'll take a quick break and get in uh hear from our sponsor and then we'll get into the action all right so for the first game uh where we're going to go over i actually found these lines over at WinBet, but we have the wizards visiting the new york knicks and has the knicks favored by three points 
And I, I thought it was, uh, I know this team faced the teams face each other fairly recently, um, but I was really surprised to see, you know, the Knicks first half lines. We've been talking about it for a lot of the season, how profitable that's been, but the Knicks yeah. overall have really just been covering at an extremely high rate. Uh, and as a home favorite, they're seven and two, but they're currently ranking fourth overall at a 58.1 cover percentage. So um, this team is really rocking and rolling, man. So like I, for me, like this is a pretty easy bet. Like I want to r- keep rocking with the Knicks here, especially at home. Um, 59% of their games have also gone under and 52% at home. So I think there's also some play here that you could probably play the under, but you know, the wizards are a very high fast paced team. So curious of how you're playing, planning to bet this one. Yeah. Like you mentioned, they played what, um, not last night, but the night before, I believe. And, you know, Knicks got the easy victory over uh, the Wizards by, what, 18 points, I believe. And Julius Randle really went off in that game. You know, 37.6 rebounds, two assists, seven of 10 from three-point land. So they were having a real hard time covering Julius Randle. And I don't, I'm not sure what defensive adjustment that they are going to make, the Wizards are, to kind of contain him. But, uh, you know, Washington has lost seven out of their eight last games. And I think it's really, you know, their defense has has not been getting the job done like it is all season. You know, past uh, eight games, they've lost, uh, sorry, seven out of the last games they've lost and they've given up 125 points per game in that span. So that's not going to win you very many games. And, um, you know, pre-All-Star break, you know, they were number 27, 28 in defensive rating um, and efficiency post-All-Star break right down there number 29 now second worst in the league so until they don't make some defensive adjustments i mean even a team like the new york knicks that kind of prides themselves on defense is going to score points on you and we saw that the other night um uh, against uh, against the uh, against the wizards so um you know yeah, i agree with you i think this is a spot for the knicks again here um i think you know they kind of have this momentum where they believe that they can make the playoffs and um you know, I think this should be another uh, big game for Julius Randle. Yeah, man. And I was just looking at as you're it's it's crazy how bad Washington has been on the road for their defense. They're bottom 10 in allowing opposing teams to shoot the three pointers, field goal percentage, points per game. Yeah. I mean, rebounding <laughs> like p- pick your poison, man. Like they're just they're just a bad team on the road and especially yeah. late. So. Yeah, to me, this is a this is a recipe for Julius Randle to continue his his case for most improved player. Uh, I know we talked about it a little bit last week of, of whether he should even be considered for most valuable player, but I think he's he's definitely moving up the ranks for most improved. I think that this is going to be his award to his award to lose. Hundred percent on that. Yeah, we talked about it last time. I think he was around. Maybe I think he was. I think it was two to one in that last saw. He was almost down to even money. So. Um, and deservedly slow, he should he should get the award. You know, I mean, All Star season, the numbers that he's putting up, um, yeah, no doubt that he should get this award. And then we got the uh, the Blazers visiting the Miami Heat. The, the Heat are two and a half point favorites. Obviously, the Blazers are going to be taking a cross country trip, so that's likely why uh, they're the current dogs. But Miami's in the midst of a four game losing streak. They're known to be very active in the trade market. You know, there's been rumors of interest in Lowry, Victor Oladipo, some other ones, and apparently Duncan Robinson is on the block, and there's been some interest as well in in Tyler Hero. But, you know, obviously this is going to take some time to 
to come to fruition. But what do we think about the the Blazers coming to the Heat? Do you like the Heat as the favorites in this matchup? Yeah, I think like you mentioned, um, if there is a trade that kind of goes down with Miami, whether it's with a Tyler Hero or some of their other guys, it's going to depend on who is available to play and if they have enough guys. I mean, I know Jimmy Butler is going to be there. Bam Adebayo is going to be there. But, you know, I I think kind of looking at this game, Portland is dead last in defensive rating post All-Star break here. So, um, I think this is a game where Miami, um, as a short favorite, like what you said, two and a half. So I think this is a spot where kind of Miami can get right here. A uh, long trip across the country for the Trailblazers here going into Miami. So I keep on harping on this defensive thing. But, you know, even though they're on a four-game losing streak here, they, they've played some pretty good defenses. You know, Memphis, I think, is a team that really prides themselves on the on defense. Indiana, they you know, I think they should have got one of those games. but. Um, and then they played the one of the better defensive teams right. and one of the you know most surprising teams in the league in the Phoenix Sun. So I think you know having Portland come in, this is a spot where Miami can you know get right and and you know play well on offense because of the you know lackluster effort of defense by the Portland Trailblazers. So give me the minus two and a half on um, on the Miami Heat tomorrow and kind of look out for some. Um, Jimmy Butler player props tomorrow. He's been playing really well for Miami here. So, you know, he's going to be hungry for a win. So, uh, yeah, look at look out for some Butler props tomorrow. Yeah, I'm still mad that the uh, the official called a charge on that that dunk on Bam Adebayo on, on uh, Demonis Sabonis last week, man. He just yammed all over. They reversed it, didn't they? Did they reverse it? Oh, okay. I didn't realize it. They yeah, they okay. did. I, I saw it, too. <laughs> I saw it live, and I was like – Man, that was amazing. And then they called it a charge. I was like, no, no way. And then I think Sports Spolster ended up challenging yeah, cool. and they reversed it. Yeah. So yeah, and he got the free throw. So yeah, I'm glad they reversed it. But that was yeah, that was a really nice dunk. Yeah, but I'm with you though. Um the cross country trip in, in Portland's horrible defense as of late. Two and seven in their last nine against the spread. And uh yeah, they're just not I, I feel like they're they're still missing something and maybe it's a Yusuf Nurkic. Uh apparently there was some interest in, in the trade deadline as well for Aaron Gordon. I know that there's been rumors that Damian Lillard has really been trying to get him over over to uh to Portland. But yeah, until that happens, Portland's in a, in a sticky spot. They've lost their last two games after winning three before that. They're kind of hit and miss, and, and I don't like them in this matchup. Going cross country, I think there's going to be a bit of a lag there. So yeah, give me the the Miami points as well. I was just going to mention that Portland, um, they need to make some type of move, right? I, I think what happens is the the offense kind of like sputters when Damian Lillard goes to the bench. They need a third guy, and I don't think Carmelo Anthony is that answer for them. Um, you know, they have great role players with Derek Jones Jr. and Robert Covington, but they kind of need, like you mentioned, a guy like Aaron Gordon that can fill that offensive void when either McCollum or Damian Lillard are, you know, resting uh, and, and, and kind of keep that momentum going for them. So they need that kind of third superstar or not superstar, but another star player like an Aaron Gordon, or if they even can get a guy like Kevin Love or, or somebody, that type of player to put into his offense. Um, I think that's the only way that this team is going to have success for the rest of the season and to make a push in the playoffs or at least challenge some of the teams ahead of them. Yeah, I think that's a really fair point, um, especially to get through the West. Like, they're going to need more firepower than just, you know, it's great that they got CJ McCollum back, yeah. but 
you know, he's still working his way back into game shape. He's had a couple off nights. He did drop 30 in the midst of one of his last three games, but uh, he was also a bit off in a couple other ones. So I agree. I don't think Carmelo Anthony, I think what they've gotten out of him is probably the best that they can. And it's, it's certainly been serviceable, yeah. but if you're trying to make a run late, late in the, in the season, you're going to have to get more, more offensive firepower to, to support Dame Lillard to make a run here for sure. Uh, so we're going to take a short break and hear from our sponsor. College Hoops is back and WinBet is live, bringing you the action of real sports betting and online casino play, all produced by Win Las Vegas. Get in on all your favorite teams, Cinderella stories, and tournament upsets. Don't miss out on the madness. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. Looking to get an edge and make smarter bets during March Madness? BetQL's algorithms scan thousands of data points across every game to find the best bets. Easily find the most profitable bets based on top betting trends. Your brackets may bust, but your bankroll doesn't have to. Head to BetQL.com to get started today. Head to the Apple or Google Play Store to download BetQL. Use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off BetQL for a year. That's BetQL.com, promo code MARCH30. And remember, bet smarter, not harder. All right, and let's get back into it. We have our next game. We have the Clippers going against the Spurs, and this is going to be a back-to-back. The the, uh, the Clippers and the Spurs are actually playing tonight. I think as I last checked, the Clippers were running them out the gym. Uh, I don't know if it's gotten any more competitive. Uh, 48-39 midway through the second quarter. Clippers up by nine, yeah. Yeah. All right, so they're making it a little bit more competitive, a little bit more. But uh, we got... According to WinBet, we got the Spurs as six-point dogs. And, you know, is this a possible – to me, I'm thinking that this mm-hmm. is a possible rest night for Kawhi Leonard, maybe even Paul George on the back-to-back. But, you know, the Spurs are coming in having the fifth-best cover percentage this season. Do you – I guess I'm going to probably use this game, tonight's game, as a as a, a marker for how maybe tomorrow might go. So if the Spurs mm-hmm. end up – I think I picked this the Spurs to cover tonight – uh, so if they're able to do that, I'm probably going to ride with them again tomorrow, but I'll probably use, again, uh, whatever happens tonight as like my marker for how I'm going to proceed tomorrow. But wanted to get your thoughts on that matchup. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. Is that it? I think if the Clippers do get the victory tonight and, and um, you know, cover the points, I, I think that, you know, you may want to take a look at taking a Spurs tomorrow and definitely check the uh, injury report if, if one of the two guys, uh, Leonard or Paul George, is out. But thing is is that uh the clippers are seven and zero against the spread on back-to-back situation so um yeah I, I think you 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 hit the nail on the head is that just make sure you know as a result of whatever happens tonight kind of gauge that to make your bets tomorrow so um uh as as you did i did pick the spurs tonight also on the on those six taking the points at home i i kind of want to you know stay with the trend that you know the seven and zero with no rest against the spread with the clippers i think that continued to ride here tomorrow so i'll probably be on the clippers tomorrow just because of that seven and oh trend yeah totally agree with you and uh yeah that's a great great point um they are currently the best in the nba with no rest days right behind them would be the phoenix suns at eight and one so obviously an 80 80 almost an 89 percent cover percentage there but uh the, the clippers have been phenomenal so yeah I, I tend to agree with you there and then the next game we have we have the Golden State Warriors going up against the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento. 
currently the Sacramento Kings are two and a half point favorites, which is very, very interesting. Um, I guess this is the news that Steph Curry, I believe, is still going to be out with his tailbone injury. He's going to be missing at least a week. So, you know, this is certainly the market adjusting for the fact that we're going to see a lot of Jordan Poole, um, a lot of Kelly Oubre, Andre w- or Andrew Wiggins, and 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 uh, Draymond Green in this lineup, but still a bit surprising to me that they're giving the Kings the advantage here. The Sacramento Kings have played better as of late. They've won three of their last four games, but I don't know that I have enough confidence in them to beat the Warriors on their home turf at at a small margin of two and a half points. But what do you get your thoughts there? Yeah, this is kind of a toss up on you know what's going to happen. Um, to tonight also they're on a they're they're playing the atlanta hawks today so um it might be a fade spot for sacramento kings being on back-to-back situation but i think if we kind of take a look at what has happened with uh the warriors you know in the two three games that um curry hasn't been there you know they're one and two straight up without curry but i think the biggest thing is is that when you lose a offensive you know juggernaut player like steph curry their offensive rating has significantly dropped. They're all the way down to number 30 over in the past two games, and rightfully slow, right? So they only scored 103 right. and uh, 103 and 98 points in their last two games without him. But Jordan Poole has been a bright spot for this team, right? Over these past three games, he's averaging about close to 23, 24 points per game. And I know Wiggins had that 40-point game against Memphis for them to get that victory, but it took a 40-point effort from Andrew Wiggins for them to win that game. And, and you're not going to get that type of consistency from Andrew Wiggins every night. The last two games, 10 of 29 from the field, 34 points combined. Kelly Oubre, we talked about all season. He's 14 of 34 in the last two games combined, three of 11 from three. So until those two guys are going to step up for this team, and, and they're not going to have very many wins. So, you know, going up against a lackluster uh, defensive team like the Kings, I think this will be a spot where, you know, Andrew Wiggins can have success. Jordan Poole can have success. Draymond Green can facilitate the offense. And, you know, hopefully he can get to the basket for some easy uh, e- easy points. So I-, I think I'll go with the Warriors here tomorrow night. Uh, hopefully this line creeps up a little bit more to, you know, maybe a plus three or plus three and a half. But regardless, even now, I think, um, you know, this right. might be a small underdog money line play also. So um, definitely check the uh, report, uh, injury report. I know Sacramento is also rumored in um in some trades and and also golden state is also i think tomorrow is going to be a key day for everybody to check what's going on in the nba as far as trades and who's in and out and and who who, who's playing and who's not playing yeah i think that's a great point um especially because steve kerr had very interesting words about kelly Oubre, saying how much of a professional he was and that he was well aware that he was in you know trade talks and discussions and that um He's up, you know. He's a great teammate and all this other stuff. So, like, I almost think that that was like setting the stage that don't be surprised if Kelly Oubre is going to be out of here, given that he's had such a favorable contract and a restricted free agent. So, and then on the other side of the of the of the coin, we have you know Harrison Barnes drawing a lot of interest on the trade market, yeah. as well as apparently Rashawn Holmes as well, who's had a really good season for the Kings mm-hmm. this this year. So, yeah, I totally agree with you, um, and I actually do see it at WinBet. We do have the Warriors as uh, three-point dogs, so creeped up a there little bit already. And so, we'll, but definitely need to pay attention to see if there's going to be any significant players that are moved at the deadline that could perhaps be out for that game tomorrow. Being that there are some people on the block. 
Yeah, and I think Warriors are one of those interesting teams that outside of Steph and um, Clay, anybody can get traded on this team. Uh, sorry, Draymond, the big three, the Dray- Draymond, uh, Clay, and, and and Steph. I think those two, outside of those three guys, anybody can get traded on that team. So it's going to be interesting to uh, trade deadline for a lot of these teams tomorrow. For sure. And we're going to take a short break and then hear from our sponsors, and then we'll get right back to it. Hopefully, you've entered Odds Crowd's March Madness contest for your chance to win $8,000. Odds Crowd has plenty of free contests, including a $500 weekly contest and a $2,000 season long MLB contest. And Odds Crowd isn't just for fantasy betting contests, it's a social app built just for sports bettors. Free to download, you can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set a private betting contest with your buddies, and much more. Download the app for free or go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. Helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring, sports-fanatic wise guys giving you the who, how, why behind every prediction on every game, every day, and every sport, all for free. PicksWise presents the Capper Contest to follow the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and six other experts all competing for a $10,000 winner-takes-all prize. Follow the action for their picks and analysis every day for the big dance by visiting PicksWise.com slash March-Madness. That's PicksWise.com slash March-Madness. All right, and for our next game, we'll have the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Lakers in LA and currently according to WinBet the Lakers are four and a half point dogs to the visiting Philadelphia 76ers man I I actually picked the Sixers last night minus six I believe to beat the Warriors on the road they were making easy work out of the Warriors in the first half and then I think that this is going to be a growing trend so I'm not going to be surprised if the Sixers make a move at the deadline because their bench is horrible so they blew like a, I want to say like a 13, 14 point lead. And it wound up going down to the wire where Tobias Harris just took over the game in the fourth quarter to get the uh to cover for the Sixers. Yeah. And, you know, without LeBron James, I think we've seen the Lakers kind of do this collaboration of Dennis Schroeder and Mar- Markeith Morris and Halen Horton Tucker. And uh, apparently he, you know, he he could be the another person that could be potentially involved in a deal. We've heard a lot of people rumored to go to the Lakers, but, you know, I don't really trust this Lakers team without LeBron and AD. And, you know, maybe they can formulate some kind of a plan to stay competitive, but I don't think it's going to be within four and a half points. Um, So I'm going to take the Sixers here. And I previously, you know, you know, uh, pre all-star break, I was never taking the Sixers on the road. Like they were a horrible team. But I think what's really changed the shifted the gears for the Sixers has really been the play of Tobias Harris where he's really just been playing really all out, yeah. all pro, all NBA basketball, excuse me. And uh, I, I just really like the spot that they're playing in. Ben Simmons is playing really well, uh, coming off his uh, back spasms and his rest days. I think this is going to be a pretty mm-hmm. easy game for the for the uh, for the Sixers to take care of. But want to hear your thoughts? Yeah, I 100 percent agree with you about the Lakers. I mean, you know, when you don't have your two best players uh, on your team, it, I think you got to go Philly or, or or just completely pass this game. But you know, it's just a very small sample since LeBron left. But I mean, since his injury, um, they've dropped all the way number in the or at least in the last two three games, they're number twenty nine in net rating. When LeBron was playing with this team and before his injury, they were number five in defensive rating. They've dropped all the way down to number twenty four. And 
Um, Philly ha- has been playing well post All Star break here, right? They're five and seven and one post All Star break, five and one without Embiid. Um, number one defensive rating team, so they're really priding themselves on the defensive end. Um, so you know they're they're start you know they're starting to pile up the wins here in a competitive Eastern Conference, at least in the top three spots. You know where they're competing for that number one seed with Milwaukee, who's been making a run here in the second half of the season. Along you know Brooklyn's been Brooklyn with an impressive victory last night over Portland. So um, you know I think if you're gonna bet this game, you have to go Philly or nothing because without you know like we said without their top two stars. This team is in trouble. And then, you know, like you just mentioned, a lot of guys are on the trade block for this team. I think the Lakers are going to make some sort of move here with, you know, we've heard guys like KCP on the block, Montrez Harrell, um, and then teams do one tally and Horton Tucker, you know, any any trade package that the Lakers do offer. Um, so it'll be interesting to see tomorrow. I also saw a report that, you know, Mark Stein or, or was saying that, you know, the Lakers are a dark horse to even land Kyle Lowry. So, right. that, yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see. And I think they do kind of need an impact, um, a third impact player, whether it's, you know, a Lowry type. And I, I think, you know, we've been hearing uh, rumbles of Andre Drummond signing there once his bought out is done. So, um yeah, um, I think Lakers do need to add a piece, but uh, yeah, like we mentioned for this last game tomorrow night, you got to go Philly or nothing. Right. I'm with you there, bro. And so, yeah, and I actually just looking at it also, the Sixers are 9-6 and six in non-conference games against the spread. So not bad 60% cover rate yeah. there, um, but I like their position here with a depleted Lakers team. That this is a good opportunity for the Sixers to keep rolling and, and try to continue to best the the Nets for the first first place in the Eastern Conference and top in the East. So we're going to switch gears a bit. We're going to get into a little trade deadline discussions, and we're able to find some lines. So if you're interested in getting some betting in there, we still do have some pretty interesting lines for some really notable players. So I'll start off with with Kyle Lowry. We have his odds of going to the Miami Heat at minus 175 with the Sixers coming up in second at plus 250. And then we have the Clippers as a dark horse at plus 325. So, and these odds are from March 23rd, but interesting to see that the, the heat are still the favorites here. I haven't really seen much on the, on the, the beat writer front of the heat really gaining the much as much traction to be favorites here. But I do think that they have the talent, Mm -hmm. the young talent to be able to compensate for trading for Lowry, because I think Tyler Hero, you know, per- perhaps Kendrick Nunn, uh, Duncan Robinson, it gives you a lot of usable pieces right now to build around versus the Sixers are probably going to have to give a package of draft capital with, you know, uh, I've heard interest of Batiste Thibel and also Tyrese Maxey. Um, obviously, younger players, less proven yeah. players, but at least that still gives you a little bit of upside. Plus, you get some picks. The Clippers. I'm still kind of curious what they have to offer. That's not going to be like a Terrence Mann or like uh, I, I, to be honest, I'm actually kind of confused of what they can offer uh, because they definitely don't have the cap space uh, yeah. for it after signing you know those huge deals of of Surge coming over and you know obviously Kawhi and PG. And so uh, I like the Heat's yeah. position to actually snag Lowry here if it's going to be based off of pure assets that can help you win in the short term. Yeah, it's just going to obviously depend on what the Toronto Raptors are wanting in exchange for Kyle Lowry, right? Um, 
I think my gut's telling me that he ends up on the 76ers um, with some type of draft capital plus a young player or two. I think as, as Sixers fans, and I think you can attest to this being a Sixers fan, is would you give up Tyrese Maxey in a deal for Kyle Lowry? That's where I struggle, man. I, I really like that kid. Yeah. And I thought that that was probably one of their best drafts that they've had in a long time. Yeah. And I wasn't very high on Matisse Thybul. I mean, I love his defensive presence. To me, he's a one-dimensional player. Outstanding on the defensive end. But his offensive skill set has a lot to be desired. And I personally would try to do what I could. I, w- I think that they're good enough defensively without Thibel. I would actually like for them to see someone like being that Lowry is 35 years, he's going to be 35 years old. Mm-hmm. He's going to be asking for a two year extension. His shelf life isn't very long. Right. Whereas I think that they could actually have something in the future of Tyrese Maxey building in Philadelphia. Whereas to me, Thibel doesn't really track as a starting small forward in the NBA until he learns how to dribble, how to shoot. Yeah play through pick and roll offenses like his offense is so bad that it almost makes him a liability to me but if we're talking about win now and you're going against the nets he's a nice piece to have because you don't have many other people that are going to be able to stop Kyrie Irving James Harden and and Kevin Durant so I think he's very useful in the now but if we're talking about if we're being realistic I mean I'm I'm letting Thibel go with a pick uh and keeping Tyrese Maxey I think the interesting part is if that Lowry does end up with the Sixers, it's I, I want to see him take on that point guard role and kind of see how Ben Simmons performs being off the ball because he's Correct. such a dynamic yeah. player, both sides of the basketball and offense and defense. It'll be interesting to see how Doc Rivers kind of utilizes Ben Simmons at that point if they do land Lowry at, at, uh, here tomorrow. So, um, yeah, I, I think if there is a team that I would put money down on as far as betting odds, I think I would take the plus money with the Sixers. Miami is intriguing. Like you said, they do have the pieces that you know a team like Toronto could want with either it's Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson or, or Kendrick yeah. Nunn. They could put together that package. Um but um, yeah, as far as putting down a bet, I would definitely take the uh, plus two fifty with the Sixers. Yeah, part of me actually wants the Sixers to go for Norman Powell, mainly because he plays very good defense and he's an instant bucket off and on off the bench. And I think he could actually slot into the starting role, move Seth Curry to the bench, and make him your sixth man. Similar as if we acquired Lowry, I would hope that that you know Lowry would then push Seth Curry to the sixth man role and then actually give some something more to be desired on that on that second unit because right now they really struggle to put the ball in the basket and i think that that's really what they're missing but yeah, yeah i'm gonna hold out hope for tonight that we get a wash bomb of kyle lowry to the sixers because i'll be hyped for it yeah and i think when you get into the playoffs your your rotation shortens up significantly so yeah. if they get lowry into that starting lineup and you push curry to that bench role i mean that then that gives you a lot of that gets you better depth as as going as deep as six or eight eight or nine guys. So um, I think it would be a good fit for the Sixers with with Kyle Lowry. For sure. So the next person we're gonna we're gonna debate is John Collins. Now the I think the last word I heard was that John Collins was actually not being shopped by the Hawks and that he wants to re-sign there and play his career there. But I think that's more of just you know, standard speak for any player that's on a block that could be on that could be on the move. So the odds are will John Collins 
who will John Collins' next team be if he gets traded? And right now, the odds-on favorite is still plus odds, the Dallas Mavericks at plus 200. I find this one really intriguing because I think that that allows Kristaps Porzingis to play the true center spot. Right now, they're bringing in Maxi uh, Kleba as their power forward. But you insert John Collins into that lineup, now you have something more dynamic and special yep. that actually gives them a threat uh, beyond just Luka Doncic and, and Kristaps Porzingis. Like this guy can get 20 and 10 in a heartbeat playing with someone as dynamic as Luka that can feed him the ball, playing that pick and roll, throw lob passes, very versatile. Um, I think he'd actually be a really great fit there. But then the, the next team is also very intriguing to me, the Boston Celtics, who their front court could use a ton of help. It's been no secret that Danny Ainge is willing to part with Marcus Smart, which is wild to me. Yeah, that's like the heart and soul of your defense right. for years. Like that, that seems like a lot to give up, but it's no secret that he wants someone better in that front court to be more competitive to align with Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, and and Jalen Brown. So, what are your thoughts there on those two teams? We got a couple of dark horses in the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Sacramento Kings, and the Detroit Pistons. All at over plus three hundred odds. I don't like those fit for any of those teams. I think yeah. if he's going to go somewhere, it's going to be someone that's trying to win. And I think that those two first teams, the Mavericks and Celtics, fit the bill. Yeah, I mean, it, it's first of all, it doesn't make sense for me on why they want to trade John Collins because he's such a dynamic player. Um, I, I'm not sure if the, if it's the fitting is not right next to Capella or whatever the case is with Atlanta or. You know, whatever the case might be, but I think um, the first two teams that we mentioned, Dallas Mavericks and the Boston Celtics, I mean, can you just imagine if he does get traded to the Dallas Mavericks and, you know, Luka driving in and just throwing up lobs to John, uh, John Collins all day. So that would be easy points for for both the, for, for, for the Dallas Mavericks. So I think that's an intriguing destination for men. And we, we've heard, we know that Mark Cuban is a guy that is always willing to upgrade the roster, whether it's, you know, via trade or free agency. And, and, and that's something that you can appreciate about Mark Cuban as an owner. Um, I think personally for me, I think Boston Celtics make a lot of sense because they do want to kind of upgrade in that front court position where they can get a guy that can consistently rebounding and give you some rim protection. I don't think they're getting that out of Tristan Thompson right now. Um, no, I did not. see, yeah, I did see some things on, you know, Twitter that, that they're having some locker room for all the guys in the locker room are not really on board with Tristan Thompson or it's creating some tension wherever the case might be. So, um, yeah. you know, being there in Boston for John Collins, uh, um, I think that would be a really good fit, you know, helping, you know, Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown and, and Kimba Walker. So um, they, they need a guy that can rebound the basketball. And I think Collins is a, is a great uh, piece for them to kind of acquire there and, 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 um, and really um, sure up that front court for the Boston Celtics. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you there. Uh, there. It's a bit confusing to me as well. You know, ever since you know we've been talking about the job that Nate McMillan's been doing as of late a lot, and you know they just lost their first game in 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 uh, nine games. They're eight and one in their last nine. Oh. And so when your team is trending like this, like it almost seems like they've they've already fixed their problem in terms of maybe it was the system. Maybe it was the communication by the coach within the system and how everyone was playing together. But to me, yeah. it seems like it's working now. The The Hawks are fourth place in the Eastern Conference. By removing him from the, the lineup, 
you know, you're going to be inserting Danilo Gallinari as the starting power forward. To me, even from a defensive standpoint, that's a liability. Like, yeah, he can get sure. buckets, but that's that's not the same when you're you're competing in the Eastern Conference in the playoffs. You're going to need someone that can rim protect, can rebound at a high rate, and and play that pick and roll. Um, so yeah, I, to me, it's a bit perplexing why they wouldn't hold on to him now and just let him if they don't want to re-sign him, let him walk. Um, but right now, it's a matter of you know do, what do you get in return for him. And I imagine if they're going to have to make a deal happen, they'll probably have to include somebody else. I mean, they went on a spending spree this summer or this past yeah. off season, and it's clear that they just have too many bodies um, and not enough playing time. So if this is really what they're trying to do and they're trying to give maybe um, Bogdan Bondanovich more time and, and get Danilo Gallinari into the lineup more to see 30 plus minutes, then sure, mm-hmm. maybe they might trade him. But I, I, don't, I don't think that this is going to be a good thing for them if they're actually trying to compete for a title this year. Um, I think they need to just ride this out. And uh, But we'll see. Maybe the Mavericks can come up or the Mavericks or the Celtics can come up with something intriguing enough to uh, make them pry buy him out of the Hawks' hands. Yeah, I think, um, you know, if they're not able to come to a, a contact contract, essentially they weren't able to in the offseason. So I think they may be just trying to trade him to at least get something back for him instead of letting him walk. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would try to do whatever to keep a player like John Collins. So I know, I mean, they were early on in the season, we saw that or we heard that there were some tensions between him and Trey Young. But right. I mean, when you have those two type of young stars that kind of build around this team, I, personally, I think you kind of want to hang on to him. And I think the biggest thing was that they upgraded their coaching, you know, head coaching position significantly when they let Lloyd Pierce go and they hired or, or they promoted Nate McMillan to that starting position. And and we've seen the results, right? They won seven in a row, and that, that should have been eight in a row. They just kind of lost that game against the Clippers the other night. So it should have been easily eight in a row for this team, and then they're competing for a top-four seed in the Eastern Conference. Yep. And the next one, probably the most interesting one, uh, Andre Drummond, who hasn't played in what seems like forever. Um, rumors came out tonight that I think Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer said that don't count out the New York Knicks to be interested in Andre Drummond, which I thought was like, why? <laughs> yeah. You have Mitchell Robinson. He just came back off an of injury. So unless you're going to include him, but like, to me, that makes no sense for Cleveland because they just traded for Jared Allen. They already have JaVale McGee. Yeah. Or they're trying to get rid of plus Larry Nance. So it's like, they don't need another big man. So I, I'm just very right. curious as to what the Knicks would really have value in, into that. But, um, you know, right now we have the odds on favorite as the Dallas Mavericks. And then, Followed by them is the New York Knicks, the Toronto Raptors, <laughs> Chicago Bulls, Miami Heat, and then the Boston Celtics. I find it interesting that the Lakers are nowhere mentioned on this list, mainly because, 100%. I mean, to me, it's the Lakers or it's the Lakers or nobody else because AD last season was saying how he wanted to thrive as a power forward, but he was being forced into playing the center position. And what happened? They won a championship. Get Andre Drummond in that starting lineup. Move AD to the four. You got Gasol coming off the bench. Look out, man. Like, that's a squad. Because that's a team that already ranks in the top three in defensive efficiency this season. And then you get a guy, and I'm pretty sure LeBron would have one of those talks like, bruh, like you're not in Cleveland anymore. No need to carry the, no need to take up the rock. Don't be wilding with your overhead passes behind the back and all that. Just hit the glass, grab some boards, protect the rim. We got you. And, and catch some lobs. And that's a perfect fit for him. I think he doesn't need to do much. Yeah. He's a skilled big man. He's a veteran. He wants to win. He's always been on a losing franchise. To me, this is this is a no-brainer. It, 
it almost makes too much sense that Andre Drummond and the Lakers are a perfect fit for each other, right? I mean, and that's what the Lakers need is they need a big man in the center at that center position to rim protect, to grab rebounds and let AD move into that four spot like you mentioned. And that's where he wants to play. So, I mean, it just makes too much sense. I'm not sure what is going on right now if they're trying to facilitate a trade or I know we've heard that they're trying to do a buyout, but why hasn't that happened yet? Right. Um so uh, I'm not sure if they're trying to, you know, unload the contract and trying to get some expiring contracts back so they can have money, you know, going into the summer. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Lakers just make too much sense for, for, for Andre Drummond and them. And I think you hit all the you hit the nail on the head with the Lakers. And then obviously the Dallas Mavericks, you know, another team that needs that kind of rim protection. Um, you know, the, currently they are the favorites at plus 150, like you mentioned. So um, I, I would be surprised if it's not one of those two teams where Andre Drummond uh, ends up. I think Boston is also kind of intriguing at plus 750. Like we mentioned, we were talking about John Collins, that they kind of need that guy right. anchoring their defensive front. So I think, you know, that's a guy that can, you know, grab rebounds and rim protect for you. So that's something that the Boston Celtics don't have to worry about anymore when you have a type of guy like that. But I, I think, I think like we said, it's between Dallas and the LA Lakers, which just makes too much sense. I'm, I'm with you there. And uh, I yeah. totally agree. Everything you said about the Dallas Mavericks, I think much of what we said there, I think, you know, they're obviously missing that rim protector beside Porzingis. I think John Collins gives them a little bit more versatility, but I think, you know, Drum, Drummond would certainly still be a, a, a huge asset to that team as well as they're trying to make their run yep. in the playoffs. And that's a squad that's been a lot more improved defensively over uh, since the uh, post the All-Star break. So they would get even better adding someone like Drummond into the fold there. Um, so then let's go to a quick break, and we'll hear from our sponsor, and then we'll get back into our, our uh, final trade destination selections. Better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DGENs only care about, sports betting. We're giving out free daily video picks over on our Better Than Vegas profile page. Better Than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They got a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out. Make sure to subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. Better Edge allows you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. Since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there's no house. Legal in more than 40 states. Post the plays you like and have someone at the Better Edge Marketplace take the other side. They have a ton of other fun against the spread picking contests as well. Sign up today at BetterEdge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's V-E-T-T-O-R Edge.com, promo code SGP. All right, so the next person we have up. Uh, take it to the H-Town, Victor Oladipo. Very curious of where Oladipo is going to land. And so far, we have the Miami Heat as the odds-on favorite, followed by the Knicks, Lakers, Orlando Magic, and the Golden State Warriors. I really have no clue what Victor Oladipo's market is, mainly because, I, you know, is Houston really just being conservative with him, trying to conserve him, or is he actually taking off because he has you know, issues with his knee or, uh, I don't know. Like if I'm a team, I'm like very concerned about acquiring a player like him. He's owed $21 million. He's going to be a free agent. Yeah. And to be honest, he has a lot of leverage, you know, you're going to have to pay him for the remainder of the season. And mm -hmm. then you, he's going to, he's ultimately going to bounce. Like unless he's in the scenario that he wants, which is like, I think he was hinting at Miami early on in this whole 
uh, trade rumor discussion. If he doesn't end up there, it's like, what's the investment? Like, I don't know if I want to spend $20 million. If I'm the Knicks, you might as well just cash out, wait, wait to the off season and wait for somebody like Lonzo ball to become available. Um, yeah, I, I don't know where Victor Oladipo is going to end up. I just know that he's going to get traded, uh, but I don't, I don't know that the Golden State Warriors, I don't know that they need him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really, I don't, I, this, this one perplexes me. I don't, I don't know which team I like here. I think that, you know, uh, being in Houston, he, he's good as well. Going to be traded for sure. hundred percent by tomorrow. I'll be very, very shocked if he's not. So I think he's, he's played his last game as a Houston rocket. So, um, you know, we've heard reports from Wooj saying that they're that the Rockets have received a lot of trade offers, or or there there's going to be some type of trade on what they're kind of looking for from Oladipo, whether it's a um, you know that they want a young player and a first round pick at minimum for for him. So, you know, we we've heard in the past before he made the um, move over to to the Rockets and the trade with the James Harden was. Um, that he wants to be on a team like the Miami Heat or the New York Knicks where, you know, he can sign that long-term deal and, and play in a type, that type of market. Um, uh, you know, I think McKee mentioned in the uh, Slack channel tonight was that Chicago was another destination or Chicago was interested in Victor Oladipo, but is Oladipo, like you said, is he going to sign a long, long-term deal there? And is Chicago willing to give up pieces for a rental? Mm-hmm. So, I think that right now for Victor Oladipo, a team that he ends up on is going to be a team that's probably going to have him as a rental piece for the playoff or for the for the playoff push. Whether that's the Lakers, whether that's you know Miami, I, I think if he ends up on Miami, he will sign that long term deal because we know that he wants to be there. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the Rockets are kind of weighing which offer that comes to them will be the best. And I, and I was talking to a buddy tonight was that, you know, I think the Rockets, they kind of need a trade to kind of happen. So his, his, his trade value kind of goes up, whether that's, you know, getting a protected or a first round unprotected pick and a, a young piece back. So, you know, whichever team is going to offer that piece, um, it'll be interesting to see. And I think I mentioned this with Zach on our, uh, on our Monday podcast was, I think New York Knicks are very intriguing at, at two to one uh, for Victor Oladipo. So, um, I think it's really between Miami and 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 the New York Knicks for for uh, Victor Oladipo. So we'll find out tomorrow for sure. Yeah, Knicks makes sense to me, um, especially with their with their lacking of offensive talent be, beside uh, Julius Randle. I think that they could definitely use a, a Victor Oladipo, and that's the market that I think would probably be attractive to him. Spend the money to keep him around long term, yeah. and um, yeah, just looking at Woj's latest tweets says that the Rockets continue to be engaged on several fronts and trade talks for Victor Oladipo. So I think you're spot on. He's definitely going to be out of there uh, tonight. One to mention one late breaking news yeah. is that uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander of the Oklahoma city thunder is going to miss significant time is what the athletic is deeming it uh, with plantar fasciitis. So huge blow for thunder fans. They're going to be okay with all the draft picks that they have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't feel bad. Yeah. I think that they'll be just fine. Yeah, if anything, they're just probably trying to look at all their young talent. Yoshe, 
you, you did well this year. We, we saw what we needed to. Let's get these young guys some burns to what we have here. And if we need to cut bait and trade, let, let's get active tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. I, I'm really interested to see that Al Horford hasn't been negotiated with a buyout, at least from their team. And I think that's a guy that, and you know, a team that, like we mentioned, that needs front court help. Uh, could have used services of Al Horford, so it'll be interesting to see if there's a trade with him or a buyout coming, you know, soon with him. Yeah, someone something tells me. I mean, that's the other thing is, you know, you mentioned with Andre Drummond why the you know the Lakers may not be on that list. I think they actually might be holding out hope that he's bought out and no one actually yeah. trades for him because um, I think that that's going to be the definitely a strategic move for a lot of teams that they're just going to be waiting this out to say like, all right, if nothing gets done, like. We're going to be first suitors once that buyout market actually hits. So curious to see how that plays out as well. Uh, So Norman Powell, the Knicks are currently the leading favorites to get his services at plus 150 odds. Then followed by the Dallas Mavericks, the Clippers and the Warriors. Yeah. I I mean, I think that the Knicks, it's clear that the Knicks are going to be interested in some scoring help uh, as Mm -hmm. they make this push for the playoffs. So, I mean, Powell, his, his value has never been as high as it's been. So They've been getting him a lot of run. He was fortunate to get a lot of significant playing time with Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi all out with COVID for multiple weeks. I think we've seen what this guy can do. And, you know, we, we touched on it earlier with his ability to defend, but also drop buckets in a short amount of time. You know, he's been cooking as of late. So I think that he's definitely going to have some suitors at the trade deadline. Um, who it's going to be, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Knicks. I think the Dallas Mavericks could certainly also use his services, but Tim Hardaway Jr., Jalen Brunson's been playing really well, but he gives them a little bit more size. Uh, yeah. The Clippers could also use some help there. You know, Pat Bev hasn't really been in the lineup too much lately. You know, Lou Will is getting older, but still serviceable, of course. Um, you know, but they still got Reggie Jackson. But I think they like having him more as the the point guard rather than you know you can shift Norman Powell to the to the two or the three where Luke Kennard really hasn't been playing very well. So I think he would give them more of a boost off that bench. But what are your thoughts on Norman Powell, where he might end up? Yeah, I think, uh, like you mentioned, I mean, his value right now is at sky high. And I think that's the time you kind of want to trade a guy like that. And I think there was a report earlier I saw on Twitter. On Twitter I completely forgot who mentioned it, but he said more than half of the league was interested in acquiring Norman Powell. So... Um, I mean, at this point, it, it could be, you know, any team that kind of, you know, trades for him, you know, um, yeah. you know, whether they're building for the future or whether they need someone to score, like you mentioned, like the New York Knicks or the Dallas Mavericks or even the Clippers who kind of need that more, you know, scoring, pow- scoring power uh, in their starting lineup. So um, if you do see betting odds on a Norman Powell, I would probably, you know, try to get down on a longer shot because the reports that are coming out, you know, there's a lot of teams that are interested um, in Norman Powell, but, um, you know, his contract, it's at only $11 million. So that's not a very problem. affordable, very affordable, uh, you know, for a player like that, who's been doing really well. Um, like you mentioned, when these, these guys were out with COVID, you know, he was dropping anywhere from 30 to 35 points a game. So now mm-hmm. sky high. I, I think, you know, getting a guy, uh, for the Knicks, I think that makes a lot of sense because you mentioned that they need, you know, firepower on the offensive side next to Julius Randle. So this is a guy that can get to the basket, knock down three-point shots. Um, you know, so it, it's going to be, uh, I think, if you can find betting odds on this, like I mentioned, I would, you know, put down a pizza bet on a couple long shots because you don't know where he's going to end up because this is, like I mentioned, a guy that can help you with a playoff push or even build for the future, um, you know, going into next year and in the next couple of years. 
Definitely. I'm with you there. Yeah. And so the, for the last one, we're going to talk about uh, Nikola Vucevic. Now, out of Orlando, you know, I was actually surprised to see Vuce's name on here. I mean, I think that the Orlando Magic's kind of owe him now at this point. Like, he's given everything he could to make that franchise successful. It's been yeah. a cornerstone piece for them. And Aaron Gordon's the one that's bitching about wanting to get traded, <laughs> who yeah. hasn't been on the court much. And uh, obviously has battled uh, a lot of injuries and just frustration. I think it's boiled over, as he's described it, you know, wanting to go to management to get traded. But I wouldn't be surprised if either of these two guys are moved. And right now we have Boston as the favorites for Vooch at uh, plus 120 odds, San Antonio Spurs and the Charlotte Hornets. But I'll be honest, like I actually think Vooch, Vooch with the Celtics is dangerous. Like that's a, that's a, yeah. that's a real, that's a real move right there. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon doesn't really move the needle that much for me. Like I think he's, he's a very athletic player, very versatile, can do a lot of things. But, you know, I, I think that he lacks a certain dog mentality also with um, his ability to consistently score. Whereas Vucevic is like, I mean, that dude's a stud, all-star caliber player, give you 20, 10, and 5 easily. I think that that's a real guy that if the Boston Celtics are going to be spending at the deadline, like if you're going to trade up Marcus Smart, go get you a Vooch. Don't yeah. don't settle for somebody like an Aaron Gordon. 100% agree with you there. I mean, why would you trade away a Marcus Smart and, and future first-round capital or draft capital for a guy like Aaron Gordon? And no disrespect to Aaron Gordon, he's a great player. But if, yeah. if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna trade like your trade capital and a guy like Marcus Smart, go get a Vucevic who can anchor your inside. And it's, he's not a de- only a defensive guy; he's a guy that can get you 20, 25 points a night. And he's a guy that can step out, knock down those fifteen footers, and he can finish around the rim. And we also know that he can rebound. So if the, if, if 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 he's available, I think Boston for sure needs to make a move for him. Um, they can then play inside out with with Vucevic. And, you know, if you're going to do that, that gives you the flexibility outside of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to really do their thing. And those two guys are also knockdown shooters and right. guys that can create their own shots. So, um, you know, Boston makes a lot of sense for me. But, um, you know, I mean, some of the other teams that are on the list, Spurs, eh, I mean, I'm not sure if he wants to end up there probably in a rebuild. And I think Hornets are a little intriguing because they, I think, with LaMelo Ball, you know, obviously this season he's going to be out for four weeks that we heard that, you know, he might be coming back. But right. going forward, if you have a Vucevic inside, LaMelo Ball outside, you know, you sign Gordon Hayward um, and then you still have Terry Rozier. And, but it just depends on who you're going to trade for. If it's a P.J. Washington or or a Malik Monk or, or um, uh, Devontae Graham. You know, I think that's a really good core for the Hornets to have with those three guys and kind of build around them. So, yeah. um, but I think Boston, like we've mentioned again and again with guys that they need inside, that just makes a lot of sense for Boston to go out and kind of trade for this guy. And Aaron Gordon, I mean, we heard that he made the trade request that he wants to go to a team that's not rebuilding and it's kind of making playoff push. But then today there were some things that I read on Twitter that, you know, he might have a change of heart that he doesn't want to get traded. So, you know, I think, couple of teams to kind of look out for that will be interesting tomorrow is number one is Orlando Magic because of the pieces that they have with the players that can that, that they have on their roster that can help other teams kind of make that playoff push yeah the other person that that I wanted to mention was Evan Fournier he's on an expiring deal as well and he's yeah. been pro- a proven scorer so I mean if there's a, a team that's looking for that scoring surge quick output I think Evan Fournier is definitely another attractive player that you might be able to snag off at the deadline with Orlando being so bad 
and them clearly like packing it in and wanting to likely just give a, a good a good faith gesture and getting rid of some of their better players. But you know, according to um, the Athletic, the Magic are only interested in dealing Vucevic if it comes with multiple first round picks and pick swaps and likely a veteran player. So certainly yeah. a big haul, but I think Vooch might be worth it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think that's a guy that's, he's really underrated player. I mean, being in the oh, Orlando yeah. market yeah. where, you know, he, you know, it doesn't get that national TV time, but he, he's a, one of the fantastic players in our league. And, and, and he's a guy that on our player props is a really big cash cow and on the, on the rebounding front. So, oh yeah. Always. Um, yeah, interesting to see what happens with Orlando Orlando tomorrow. Yeah. All right, so that concludes our segment for today. Check back in with us tomorrow where uh, Money Machine, ZB, and I will be going over the trade deadline. So we'll give you some instant reactions of what we see after the trade deadline and, and how some of the teams may move after some of their acquisitions and or movements. So, yeah, to all the DJs out there, we'll holla at you. Peace. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna.